Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today, Thursday, August 24th, 2023. I am your host, Thomas Penlin, coming to you guys live from Atlanta, Georgia. I am joined in the studio, as always, by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. Yo, excited to be here. Exciting uh, time for the podcast. Is football? Uh, football's back, according to this podcast. Football is back, Ben. That's right. I don't have an exact count, but I know it's been over 150 days since we've done one of these shows, guys. We're about to give you all our predictions for the college football whole season. And then after that is our week zero best bets from a quite interesting week zero slate we have. These are my favorite podcasts to do when me and Ben just come on here and talk about bets. Honestly, nothing better, Ben. I'm so hyped up, man. I woke up this morning, probably the most excited I've been since the last football game day, except for maybe March Madness. Y'all know what to do. Let's get after it. Ben, we got to start things out, man. Let's talk about it. We got our season-long predictions here. Ben, who's winning the Heisman Trophy for this upcoming season and why? The Heisman's, uh, it's become a little more um, exciting for me. And I don't know if that's a personal, if that's personal, but the long stretch of kind of uh quarterback play. Then we had Devontae Smith kind of shake it up and it's got me excited to see what other position players, non-quarterback skill players or skill positions can win the Heisman. Right. And I think you have, you have some guys in this, in the, in the field. I think Brock Bowers is certainly an interesting candidate. I think uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is an interesting candidate. Um, I think the Michigan running backs would be tough because they do split carries. But at the end of the day, I just couldn't 
I just couldn't stray away from a quarterback. Give me LSU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Wow. Yeah, I think I think this LSU, LSU team has a big year, to be honest with you. Um, I think it starts with him, as I think their running back room has some depth, but but not a ton of like they don't have like a four net where you're just like that's that's the guy that's gonna lead their offense. I think it's gonna lead with Daniels and his dual threat ability. Um I'll talk about LSU a little bit later. Obviously, it, you heard about him quite a bit from me on the SEC podcast. So give me, give me Daniels. Wow, I did not know any of Ben's predictions before this, so we kept them all surprised. So I'm shocked to hear him go with that one. Definitely don't hate the pick at all. Do you know what, guys? This should be a common theme of this podcast. My boys are back. That's right. Put it on the map. FSU is back. Give me Jordan Travis to win the Heisman. I believe it's at plus twelve hundred right now. Look. I think Jordan Travis got a great chance to win it. When he first came on campus, guy couldn't even throw a football. Look at him now. The guy's throwing for 500-plus yards in games. He can run around, make plays with his legs. He's got a stacked offense. Like I said, 207 starts back on the offensive line. Deep at wide receiver. Um, running back. They're so, this team's so deep, man. I think Florida State's going to win at least 10 games. 10 games would be a bad season at this point for how stacked up we are this upcoming season. Give me Jordan Travis. He's going to be the engine that gets it going for my Knowles to win Heisman Trophy this upcoming season. With that being said, Ben, let's talk about our Coach of the Year here. Who you got winning the Coach of the Year and why? Coach of the Year, I'm going to go Harbaugh. Um, I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I, I I think they're up there for most talented teams in the country this year. Um, between returning production, the offensive line that they have, um, the quarterback that has an identity of this team, I think he knows. Uh, see, I'm kind of curious what McCarthy looks like. Does he take a next step, or does he kind of just coast his way like he did and he was able to do last year? Um, the running backs are tremendous. Offensive line is uh, probably the best in the country. Uh, Michigan's gotten better each and every year under Harbaugh, at least recently. I remember, and it was weird when he said this, but he used to say, like, our goal is to beat Ohio State. Yeah. And it was weird to not hear a coach say like national championship or Big Ten championship. He's like, nope. Our our goal is we're gonna beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio State. They've gone two years in a row beating Ohio State. I think they're going into this year more talented than Ohio State. They made the playoff last year and then lost to a team they're probably better than. And now what's that next step? I think winning the Big Ten, I think getting to a national championship game, and I think Harbaugh is gonna be the coach of the year. Okay, been going with Harbaugh to win Coach of the Year. Not a bad pick at all, Ben. I'm going to go to the Texas Longhorns. Give me Steve Sarkeesian to win Coach of the Year. I think this Texas team's going undefeated or losing one game. Texas guys, I think their best season's been 9-3 and three in a long time. And I think that going, that going to the back to the Final Four is enough to get it done here with Sarkeesian. Texas used to be one of the perennial powers of college football. They've been disrespected for a while. They have an absolutely loaded roster. I think that Sarkeesian's got everything he needs to get it done here and have a good winning season. Texas loses one game this season. I think that he should easily – honestly, if Texas goes to the Final Four, he's going to win this award easily, in my opinion. I think this offense is going to put up big numbers with Quinn Ewers and company. Give me the Longhorns to to have their head coach win Coach of the Year here. Ben, I think it's what part that everybody's been most excited for. Let's talk about our Final Fours here. Um, we'll start things off coming in at your number four team for this upcoming season. Ben, who do you have as your number four team for your final four? The Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. You think Georgia's going undefeated and winning the SEC championship again, or do you think they're going to slip up? 
I think they go undefeated in the regular season and lose in the SEC championship. Okay, interesting twist. Ben might have two SEC teams in his. At number four, give me LSU and don't rule out this being a two-loss LSU team. I think that week one against FSU is a coin flip game at this point in time. I think they're going to lose at Alabama. Other than that, though, I think they end up running the table. And I think no matter who that they play in the SEC championship, that they're going to win this SEC championship game. Therefore, I'm taking the Cardinals. Or I just got thrown off because Josh Dobbs got, got traded the Cardinals, but I'm taking the LSU Tigers to come in here at my number four spot. Um, coming in at number three, Ben, who do you have? Florida State Seminoles. I'm right there with you, Ben. I've listed it out a thousand times. I don't want to sound like a broken record here. Ben, what makes you like LSU enough to put them in here at your number three spot? I mean, Florida State, put in your number three spot. Yeah. I, transfer portal. I think they get impact guys that, that help right away. Um, I think Jaheim Bell is a special type of prospect that I'm so, so excited to see in this offense. I think Jordan Travis is up there for one of the best dual threat quarterbacks we have in the country. Um, you know, I think Caleb's won in that sense. I, I don't think Travis is, is far from that. There's someone that's escaping my name that I can't think of right now, but I think great quarterback play, unbelievable defensive line play. I think their defense will, will cause a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks this year. I like, we, we finally, we we were kind of tough, or I guess I was kind of tough on Norvell first couple of years, but it was always with a blind eye saying, well, he's got to get an offensive line. He should have a really good offensive yep. line this year. I think that helps. I think they have a really good season. I think uh, week one is going to be a great matchup, but it's not going to define who they are, win or lose. Um, I think at Clemson will be a tough game, but ultimately I had Florida State winning the ACC, and uh, I think they have a tremendous year. Yeah, I'm 100% with everything Ben said. That pretty much goes along with everything I've been preaching. The Knowles, we both have agreement there coming in at number three. Coming in at number two, Ben, I'm going with who you picked to win Coach of the Year and his squad. Give me the Michigan Wolverines. Look, I know I may have picked Penn State to win the Big Ten back on our Big Ten podcast. I can't be out here looking like Desmond Howard when I dropped my Final Four. I think last year the only team he got right was Michigan. He had like, I can't even remember, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yep. Who was the other one he had? It was something, I think maybe USC. I don't know. It was some was ridiculous Georgia? though. Georgia and Michigan? No, he didn't have Georgia. Michigan was the only like front runner he had, but I got to pick a front runner and put him on here. Therefore, I'm going to go with the Michigan Wolverines. I do think everybody in the Big Ten loses one game. I think Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan all beat each other one time. Ultimately, though, like Ben said, I think Michigan's the most talented team here. They're going to open the offense up a little bit more too for McCarthy. The defensive side of the ball is loaded. I think it's pretty straightforward. Give me the Wolverines at number two. Ben, who you got? LSU. I think okay. LSU, like I said, I think they have a really good year. I think the SEC champion LSU Tigers will come in at the number two slot. Um, like I said, I just think they're going to have a really good season under Daniels and Brian Kelly. How many wins do you think they get this year in the regular season? Um, I don't think they lose twice. So that's 11, 10. Yeah, it's 11 if they lose once. So not bad at all right there, Ben. Um, Coming in at number one, who do you have, Ben? Michigan. Ooh. I, I, I know that they have a tough road in the Big Ten. Um, mm -hmm. I just really like this team. I, I think that they're the best team in the Big Ten. And I think that they have such an identity with these running backs. 
that you can go on the road and win these games if you can just pound the rock like I think they're going to be able to behind this offensive line. I think they're better than Ohio State this year. I think Penn State is closer to Ohio State's level. I think Michigan is the top dog in the Big Ten. I have them number one in the country going into the Final Four of the playoff. I have them winning the Big Ten. And I think they go I, – I I think – listen, I think they could lose one game. And I think that they're going to be so dominant in their other games that point differential um, and other stats like that I think will push them to the number one slot. I don't know if we're getting an undefeated team. I think, obviously, Georgia's got the best case to do that um, in the regular season I'm talking about, obviously. But I think LSU will beat Georgia in the SEC Championship. And so that's where it kind of gets hairy. I don't love putting Georgia at four if I have them losing one game and it's in the championship. Yeah. Because I don't think their schedule does them a lot of favors to where you can say that they definitely belong in. But I think they I think they wax every team on their on most teams on their schedule to where it's like you just, you know that they're one of the four. You it was the one year where everyone was screaming for Alabama to be out and Alabama got the four spot and they ended up winning the title. I think Georgia just has so much talent that you just you just got to use some common sense and you're just be like, listen, they looked great in the regular season. We know they can win a national championship, and I think that's why they're going to get the fourth spot. Okay, so I have yeah. a couple of rematches. Yeah, you do. LSU F- and Florida State will be a little bit of a rematch for me, but it's week one, so I don't think it'll be the worst thing in the world to have a rematch towards the end of the season. Both teams will be completely different by then. Yeah, see, I struggled with the rematch. I really did when putting my Final Four together, but ultimately I came to the conclusion I think LSU is going to lose one to two games. I feel like somehow they're going to shuffle it up so these teams don't have to rematch against each other because at the end of the day, can't be too mad over the Final Four seeding because it's not like, one, you're playing a home game, you know, and number two, if you win the game, you're still going to have a shot to be number one, so who really gives a damn at that point, you know what I mean? So I don't think the seeding matters too much. Coming in, number I, one. I, yeah, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I want you to go ahead and say it before I tell who my number one team is. I really like this Washington team. If you listen to the Pac-12 podcast that we did, they just lost their running back for the year, second on the carries team. I wanted to put them in and just couldn't convince myself to do it. If I'm being honest with you, Ben, I think I've learned anything in college football. It's that one player doesn't matter that much unless it's like the best quarterback in the nation. Even they still, I don't know how much they too. matter. They yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. But Yeah, I don't think losing him really changed my opinion at all of Washington for this upcoming season. But coming in at number one, man, I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorns. I think Texas goes undefeated and runs the table. Texas has got it is enough of a hyped up program, and then winning at Alabama will give them everything they need and more to grab the number one spot here, including winning a Big 12 title. I think Sarkeesian's got plenty enough. Quinn Ewers shaved off his mullet. Looks like he's come in more muscled <laughs> up and lost some weight and transferred it all in over into muscle. I think this Texas team is absolutely dialed in. I think they're going to have the best season they've had in a long time. Give me the Texas Longhorns coming in here at number one. Ben, who do you have playing international championship and winning? Michigan versus um, LSU. I think LSU gets Georgia twice. I don't know why I think that. And I'm I'm going to laugh at myself probably in months when I'm totally wrong. I have Michigan winning it all. I think, okay. it's, I think it's just the best team he's going to have. And I think that you could upgrade eventually at quarterback – but it's hard to come by two running backs like Michigan has right now. And I believe the true freshman who's their third string who might see some time as well. Um, 
I don't look at J.J. McCarthy and say he's a national championship winning quarterback, but I don't think anyone would have said that about Stetson. Yeah. Even his first year, definitely not. And he had plenty of doubters um, in the year that Georgia went back to back. I think he just has to play less mistake free football. (laughs) You're not going to, it's hard to say mistake free football. You, You can't expect perfection, but. He makes good decisions with the football. I'm expecting him to improve on supposedly he's got a extremely high IQ of the playbook and reading defenses. Uh now that he's kind of been in this offense for three years, starting in two. Like I said, I think the offensive line will protect him enough that he's able to make throws downfield. And I just really like Jim Harbaugh as a coach. He is an oddball, but man, I think he can really coach. And I think it's his time. I think he's ready. Okay, Ben going out on a, on a limb here, picking a Big Ten team to win national championship. I have FSU beating Michigan in my Final Four, and I also have Texas besting LSU. Give me the Knowles to come in here and beat Texas in the national championship game. Look, I want to go with the rematch. Something tells me Brian Kelly's going to extend his streak of coming up short in the big games like he always has, although he's been able to get there in the past. I don't think he's going to be able to get it done once again one way or another. I think this Texas offense and defense is just absolutely loaded up. But ultimately, I like the Knowles, man. The FSU is dominated in the transfer portal. They have the most talent this team's had in a long time. We've been to rock bottom. FSU lost to Jacksonville. That was the rock, rock bottom this program could ever hit. Norvell never gave up, and he fired up and built this program into what it is. This team had players like Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse come back this season, not so they could win an ACC championship and not so they could go to a Final Four, not so they could win 10 games. They came back so they could win the national championship. Jordan Travis is ready to lead this team. He's gotten better every single year, and now he has the supporting cast around him he needs. FSU is one of the most stacked-up veteran teams in all of college football. I think in the era of college football and the transfer portal era, it's kind of like we see in college basketball. It's not the team with the superstar freshmen. It's the team with the veterans who have postseason experience. That's what the Knowles have. Give me the Knowles to come out here and win it all. I know I might sound like a homer on this podcast. This is probably the best team that we've had since the Jameis National Championship teams. I'm damn sure picking them to come out here and win the title. Ben, anything Mm. else you want to add? Amen. Take a breath. Hey man, I'm fired up. I told I've told you texted you three times today, Ben, and told you I woke up fired up for this podcast. I was fired up to tell everybody I got my Knowles winning it all. I don't care what anybody says if I'm a homer or not. I gotta pick my team when we got a chance. Whew. All right, it's time to take a breath, guys. We have made it. We've gone far too long without games to talk about. It is finally time. It is college football week zero, Ben. I would not say it's the best day of the year because next week will be the best day of the year when it's a really college football Saturday. Anyway, though, we know we're going to be in front of the TV at 2.30 p.m. watching these games. Ben, let's start the day out. Do you have a play for Navy and Notre Dame over in Dublin, Ireland? Of course. First game of the season, we have the Fighting Irish playing in Dublin, Ireland. That is incredible. There's going to be some rain. It's supposed to, as of right now, it's supposed to clear up before kickoff. And I'm hoping it does. But all those Irish people in Ireland cheering on those Irish, it is going to be a show that Sam Hartman is going to put on, in my opinion. I'm going to take, I think it's an unpopular type of type of bet. First game of the season, over 50. I think it it might have come down to 49 in some books right now. Uh, I'm taking the over in this game. 
I think there's going to be some fireworks putting on a little uh, showcase for Notre Dame. They have uh, star running back back. Hartman will be back. Um, I think they're going to want to put on a show. I, I, that's my, that's why I'm taking this over. And and from Navy's, uh, you know, for the fans, for the, all the Irish people yeah. on the fans, um, Navy side, they have your alma mater, your offensive coordinators. Yep. Kennesaw State's offensive coordinator is now at Navy. Going to bring a little bit different of a triple option to the field in 2023. A little more passing. Um, I don't know how that's going to play, but I'm so interested to find out. I think if Navy gets me, my magic number here for Navy is is 17. I think if they can get me 17 points, I think Notre Dame takes care of the rest to get me over 50. Um. I think Sam Hartman's going to want to come out with a bang. I think they're going to let him throw it all over the field. But Notre Dame's got to have some balance this year. Their running back's very good. Sam Hartman will open up the deep ball for him. I'm interested to see what Freeman can do. I think he starts out with a bang and a big victory over Navy. Uh, but I'm taking over 50. Ooh, okay, Ben. Ben's taking over 50. Ben, I got good news for you, though, man. Navy's getting seven, over 17 points because I'm taking them plus 20 and a half in this game. I don't know necessarily how that weather's going to stick up. I could see it being cold and wet, but I got some stats here for y'all, and y'all know I love my stats. First thing I'm going to say, I'm not too sure about this Notre Dame wide receiving core. They didn't do much to change what they had last year, and I don't see Michael Mayer in the room anymore. Michael Mayer was a total game changer, new offensive coordinator. Ben said it, Sam Hartman, the new quarterback's coming in there. There can be a little bit of rust here at the beginning of the game. Navy's going to have more of a defensive team as they have a defensive head coach, and my Kennesaw State offensive coordinator comes in there as they were a top-six rush offense in the FBS last year. Navy is a non-conference dog, is 31-19-2 against the spread. Navy as an underdog of 10 plus points is 10, four and one against the spread. Navy is an underdog of all. This is non-conference by the way. It was an underdog of 17 plus is five and one against the spread. And Navy is an underdog of 20 or more is three and O against the spread. All as a non-conference dog. All that being said, give me the 20 and a half points. That's too many. We'll take them. Next game up on the slate, guys. By the way, that is by far the game of the day. First, first of all, Ben, do you have another bet you want to talk about on here or you want to turn it over to me for the next two? I think we share a pick, so go ahead. All right, me and Ben are going to share this one. We're going with an ugly one here. I'm going with the New Mexico State Aggies hosting um, UMass in this game. The total minute, is, I think it is. Say that again? I think it's the UMass Minutemen. Yeah, the Minutemen. Total in this game is over under 45. Give me the under in this game. So last year, week one was the or week zero was the week of the unders. I'm saying it's the week of the unders once again. Jerry Kill, the head coach for New Mexico State, is a defensive genius. UMass sucks. They can't do anything right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys. This team has been how many games do you say they've won in the past four years? If you count the COVID year, which they went 0-4, and, and I think they've won three games in four years. Yeah, they've won three games in four years. Give me a break. Diego Pavia, we are a Diego Pavia podcast. Me and yes, Ben we are. under in their bowl game. This guy literally ran the clock out for 10 minutes when we were three points away from losing the under in this in the game. He ran the entire clock out. This guy is an absolute legend, and he is going to run all over them. They'll keep the clock running as they move the ball. This game's going way, way under New Mexico State and UMass. I'll be shocked if UMass gets more than seven points. I mean, Diego is such a legend on this podcast. Yes. Uh, we got 
we got to ask him if he could just come on. Like, I got to DM him and just say, dude, we're big fans. Like, big fans. <laughs> I'm about to look him up on Instagram. I guarantee you the guy doesn't have more than 20,000 followers. We got to get him on the show somehow. No shit, anyway. he's got 20,000. But I'm also on the under 45. Let's see here. Diego Pavia is even going to pull up. Oh, no, my, phone's going, my phone's going slow. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Found him. He has 3,000 followers on Instagram. We're going to make this happen. We got Send him a get, DM. Yeah, we got to get him on the podcast. I'm going to DM him for sure. I just hit him with or the Or just a, we could just do a phone call. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'll do a phone call with the man. Yeah, anything. We got to get this guy on here. He's a One of the legend. funniest ball games I have ever watched in my life. It yeah, was it one was a, team that refused to throw the football. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the team starting quarterback got like late hit running out of bounds and like broke his ankle and they didn't throw a flag and everybody was like freaking out over it on Twitter. It was hilarious. But anyway, though, that's the that's man. There's nothing like some degenerate bowl games at noon on a Tuesday. Nothing better in America. You remember what bowl game it was? <laughs> Whatever one they play in the Lions Stadium, maybe like the Little Caesars Bowl or something like that. <laughs> Who knows, dude? There's so many bowl games. Can't tell you. Um. Anyway, though. I have one more bet, and this is my week zero max play. This is my what are we doing here line game of the week, two unit max bet. Vanderbilt minus this year. Oh, yeah. That's my that's always my thing. Every single day I have a what are we doing here game. This is my what are we doing here game. Vandy minus 17 and a half against the trash can Hawaii football team. What are we doing here? Vanderbilt beat this team 63 to 10 last year on the island. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news or not. Recently, there was a tragical tropical storm on Hawaii. My thoughts and prayers are with those families. These players are not going to be checked into the game. They're more worried about what's about the drama that's going on back home. On top of that, Vandy's not Alabama. They need to come out here and show something. They will have no problem running it up. Vanderbilt has a lot of production back, including their starting quarterback. Hawaii's picked to finish last in the Mountain West. The Mountain West sucks. I went back and looked at their victories last year. They covered again. They covered their last like it was like six out of seven games playing garbage can Mountain West teams. Give me a break. Their only wins were versus an FCS team. They beat by ten points. That FSU ran the ball on every single play and beat by forty five points. They beat Nevada, who was arguably the worst team in all of FCS football except for UMass and UNLV, who went five and seven and they beat them at home. So you're telling me this team should be close to should be within it within two and a half touchdowns of Vanderbilt, an SEC team that won five games, including beating Anthony Richardson, Florida, including beating Will Levis. They beat two NFL QBs who were picked within the first two rounds. This line's a total joke. This line should be 30, and I would still lay the 30 with Vanderbilt. Give me the doors and blow the doors off them in Nashville. Have you seen what the stadium is about to look like for Vandy? Yeah, aren't they still doing like construction on the stadium and they haven't finished yet? <laughs> yeah. So behind one of the goalposts is just dirt <laughs> construction. I didn't know it was going to look that bad, but still though, you think Hawaii is excited to travel all the way to Nashville and get their asses busted by Vanderbilt. Who knows? They might even be out on Broadway the night before. If I honestly, I should have gone to Nashville and tweeted at the Hawaii team. I'm buying drinks downtown the night before. <laughs> Vanderbilt is going to win this game by at least four touchdowns. I th don't even think this game will be under 30 points. I don't even think we'll be watching this one in the fourth quarter. We'll be counting our money at that point. The Commodores. Yeah, I don't. I mean, hate, I mean, I don't hate that. I mean, the game wasn't close. Yeah, the game wasn't close last year. Vandy's in a better spot this year. Give them to me all day. Ben, is there anything else you want to add? We got some nice action for week zero, and we're excited for the upcoming season. 
That's all I got. Just those two picks. Yeah, that's all I got as well, guys. Three picks for me. I've thought about all the other games. I'm not betting more than three games on week zero. There's like a hundred plus games next week. I'll save my money for then. As always, Ben, it's been a pleasure talking football with you. As always, man, it's always going to get better and better and better. Exactly, guys. It's only up from here. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll be back next week with our final NFL preview and college football week one. We'll talk to you all then.